Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And we are The Wibs. So what are we talking about today, Natasha? So this is our weekly Wednesday Wibs Whip. Wow. I feel like it's going to get easier, right? You said it with the wow too. It's like four W's. (laughs) That's too many. I love alliteration. Okay. So today we are going to be speaking about becoming a new manager with no experience. So what I want you to do is close your eyes and think (laughs) of a CEO. Now, I feel like the picture of a CEO has changed and we are starting to visualize younger people and people in those management and CEO seats, which is amazing. Mm. I love that. The only negative is with more youth getting into those CEO and management positions, the youths of the day, getting into these CEO management positions is the lack of support and resources. Mm. I feel like with people management, you are sometimes thrown in the deep end, which is where you learn. But Mm. I do feel like there are a lot of people that are becoming CEOs and managers younger. So it is a lot harder for them to navigate it because they don't really have the resources that people do through experience and time in the past. Yeah, and not to qualify, but that doesn't mean that you can't be an incredible leader or an incredible manager. But what we want to address today, what we really want to dive into is, okay, I'm like young or I'm a first-time manager or and it doesn't matter. You can be a first-time at any age. Mm-hmm. How do I go about doing this? Like what do I do? Like literally the thing is new manager, no experience, help me. Help me. So I think it would be really helpful to start with a little bit of background yeah. and how we've kind of tackled this. So as I've mentioned in the past, I started off as customer service in a customer service role. It was myself and a director in the small office. We then grew rapidly and we had to Mm. scale our team accordingly. Yeah. In a matter of years, I went from customer service to marketing manager and then to general manager. Where I found that really difficult was I went from, you know, being someone's marketing manager where they'd come to me for emails to all of a sudden being the general manager where I had to now set everybody's KPIs. So I had a big shift in my role where I went from, you know, employees to manager I then became someone's manager and Mm. that was really difficult to navigate because I I didn't really know the best way to do it you don't want to go too hard too fast and get in there and you know start moving things around but you do need to set boundaries with people that didn't have boundaries before yeah and I think it's a very different role being the person that is like oh we're we're all in the same team we're all on the same level to being the person that sort of sets the expectation of how your role is going to go. It, things change very fast. And I also don't think managers get enough cred on no. how difficult that transition can be, especially when it's your first time, because all of a sudden you're being asked to be responsible for other, someone's career other than yourself. That's exactly right. Exactly. Right. And yeah, the, everything shifts as well. Like you go from being on the tools to managing people and you have to split your time from going from doing the work to delegating the work which is a shift in itself I feel like there's so many aspects of being a manager that aren't spoken about it's kind of just like well done you're now a manager yeah manage you've leveled up enjoy (laughs) you've leveled up enjoy and Pen, I know we've spoken about before but your experience with especially during COVID having Mm -hmm. to scale a team from yourself to the biggest team within the business at that time Mm. 
that would have been extremely difficult. I mean, it can be rough for sure. I think that being able to have people you can talk to about it, and this is where we come in, Mm. or have that kind of conversation to be honest and vulnerable and say, hey, this is my first time doing this or what kind of direction do I take this in? You know, it is really important like, to give a sort of an antidote of like how I experienced that. Yep, scaling a team for the first time. But also I remember being in roles like younger days in my career where I started off as like a coordinator and then all of a sudden, you know, my manager is overseas. So I'm having to look after a team of people while that person Mm -hmm. is working remotely. Before working remotely was the thing. Mm -hmm. Like this is like different time zones and talking everything and being the person that you had to be the filter through to be able to make sure that people are doing okay, that morale is high, that people are still being efficient and getting stuff done and and how to not kind of be walked all over when you are someone's mate as well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of it that goes into that. Yeah, the mateship as well. I I find that really difficult in setting those boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where the tips on how to do that are really important. So one of the first ones would be setting boundaries. I think that as a manager, you know, especially when you're managing friends, it's really, really hard to set boundaries because you don't want the friendship to change, but you also need to respect each other's boundaries in that sense. So, you know, it's about setting those times when it is inappropriate, when you can't say that, when you can't do this. It's uncomfortable conversations, but I feel like they're so important to have. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, for context, Tash is my manager. So, (laughs) hi. We're also mates outside of this, and this is a venture that we're doing just as two equals in the world mm-hmm. like managing our stuff doing not our own things not, equals. <laughs> not <laughs> that we're not equals in the workplace now. but i will say this i think that we are very lucky in the type of relationship we have whereas i think we both have a level of mutual respect so it makes our, our work easy but not everybody has the opportunity so no. these tips are, are general these are for mm-hmm. no matter who you're managing no matter how you've fallen into it or, or where you're at in your career and progress it so definitely having those boundaries are really important and they will give you clear headspace they yep. will allow you to do your job and separate from your job from your personal life from mm-hmm. your networks and your connections for sure the second big tip for us is about being direct and being vulnerable. So I can't tell you how many conversations I've been so scared to have. I remember one time we're in the position where we had to make a decision about contract termination and Mm -hmm. letting someone go. I have never been Mm, so afraid in my life because you're like, oh, my God, all of a sudden I'm a manager. I'm, I'm responsible for the trajectory of someone's life path and where they go and, you know, whether or not they can pay their rent or pay their bills and yeah, whatever it is. But what I will say and a piece of advice, and I think it was you that said this to me, Tash, actually, maybe it was your mum, very wise woman. <laughs> very wise woman. Mick, absolutely. we'll get to that later. But <laughs> She'll be our first guest. She'll be our first, absolutely, she will be. But piece of advice was it's more important and it will be kinder in the long run to be honest and upfront yeah. than it is to kind of cushion something with a lie. Absolutely. And you know what? When you've got a team, you've got to think of everyone. Yeah. And if one person isn't the right fit at that point, then you're letting everyone else down, mm. not just the sort of making one person happy versus your whole team. And that's what being a manager is. It's really not always lovely. You know, that's why you get paid more. That's why you are in a more senior position is because you have to deal with this icky stuff sometimes, this really uncomfortable stuff. Yeah. But I do agree. I think it's being direct and vulnerable. And I do feel like a mistake that can be made by a lot of younger leaders is they overcompensate. So because you are younger, it's like that 
you want to just prove yourself. And yeah. I and I've done it. I do it. I probably still do it now and without realizing. But when you're around people, you really want to show that you know you are the boss and you're the manager and rah rah rah. And you can overcompensate sometimes. And I think. What you don't understand is when you're doing that, it can actually come across as quite intimidating mm-hmm. and discouraging for employees. It's people don't really want to be led by a know-it-all. <laughs> no one wants to be led by a know-it-all. They want to be led by, in my experience, a vulnerable leader, somebody who can mm-hmm. put their hand up and just be like, yeah, actually, I don't know, but let's mm-hmm. work it out. And it's okay to say that just because you don't have to know it all. Your job's not to know it all. Your job is to make people feel secure, comfortable and motivate them to achieve yeah. their goals. If you look at yourself as a, a vehicle to help the business tick things off, mm-hmm. get things done, that is what you're doing and being vulnerable and allowing yourself to not be the – you don't have to know everything to be mm-hmm. a, a great leader. In fact, the sign of a great leader is someone who can sit there and, and get on the same level as their team, you know, yeah get in the dirt with them because mm-hmm. that is part of it and I think being direct honest and vulnerable huge Absolutely. pieces of advice and it's like I don't know if you've been there but I you know when you ask somebody a question and they answer you but it's not like a real answer it's kind of just like a you know that they don't know what they're talking about like you know you both know you're both sitting there and you're like I know you're not talking like don't be that guy just don't be that guy if you don't know it cool chill we'll move on you don't have to talk in riddles and <laughs> no. I also think it is Big dick energy to say, hey, I'm not sure and I'm ready to find out. Absolutely. Nothing is bigger than that. Nothing. Nothing nothing in this world. (laughs) The other thing, and I will say I think you are the queen of this, is to take it offline. So important discussions should not be done via Slack, Microsoft Teams, whatever you use in your company I just think, unfortunately, no matter how many emojis you do to try and convey how you feel in text, it will never be interpreted the way you want and tones are not picked up by a text. Yeah, that's true. The other thing is people don't aren't necessarily aware of everything that's going on. If I write something in a meeting and I'm short, mm-hmm. I don't want someone to, to take that as me being annoyed at them or me being no. angry or aggressive. I do it all the time and I, I have to apologise. Like I apologise. When people first start, I'm like, please do not read into my Slack messages. Like I am slacking you mid-meeting because I'm just writing down notes. Like mm. if you're going to have a problem, if there's any issues, I'm not going to be passive-aggressive in a deck. Like that's just the most unprofessional thing you can do. No. It's not a good person thing you can do. No, if you've got a problem, you pick up the phone to call. And Absolutely. If you're me, if you've got any thought in your head, you call. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry. You love a phone call. I do love, you a, really phone love call. a phone call. But yeah. I also think it's because there is power with having a conversation. There is so much of our lives today, and in particular in a management role, when people can be time poor, you've got to be efficient, I get that there is a time and a place for a phone call. Mm. And I think that there is power in them because it also means that to your employees, to your staff, to whoever you're experiencing with, and on the other side, I'm sure employees feel the same way. Mm-hmm. If you are taking the time to pick up the phone and talk to someone, it means you can pick up what's going on with them. It means mm. you can be inquisitive. Even yeah. body language in person. Like when you're sitting there with somebody, and I really believe it's part of being a good manager is picking up on someone's body language. Like you can see straight away when you're having a conversation if someone's feeling uncomfortable or maybe there's something going on that you're not aware of. And I think being face-to-face with someone, you can pick up on those cues and you can start really digging into some of those questions that you wouldn't have been able to do 
by a computer. Like you can pick up is something else going on? Is there something else we need to chat about? Like this is an open forum for you to do so. And I think that's why it's so important to take it offline, especially when you're a new manager. If you're in a position where you can't because you're in a meeting and you're sending messages, then just chat to people. Be direct and vulnerable. Like we've said before, be like, hey, look, for the rest of the day, if I'm really short and sharp, sorry, Mm -hmm. like I'm really, really sorry, I don't mean to be, but this is X, Y, and Z. And if they know you, they'll understand. Yeah. The third tip that I have for a new manager is baking processes into your daily routine. So this one is less of like a soft skill one, more of like a terms of an organization thing. So Mm -hmm. when you're a manager, particularly a new one, if you're managing, whether it's a small or a big team of people, there's going to be a level of expectation. There's going to be a percentage of time in your day Mm. where you need to give it to other people because that's your job. And believe it or not, even if you're managing a team, you still have your own work to do. Yeah. You still have your own projects it's really hard. and your own innovation, particularly when you're in a, like a, a marketing role. Let's just speak to our experience here. Mm-hmm. In a marketing role, it means that you need to set a strategy. Yeah. And to be able to do that, you need blue sky time. You need space. Yeah. You blue need sky that. time. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Part of that and what I like to do with our team is I like to have a level of processes. So then people get into the habit mm. of knowing what to expect from me as a manager. So for me, Monday morning, first thing, I do a like here's like a rundown of the week. Yeah. Here are like the 10 or five most important things that I want you to be thinking about. And yep. for us, like just to give an example, okay, well, this is what a Monday Slack message will look like for me. Here's how we're going for revenue targets. This is what we need to be looking out for in terms of our priorities for the week. Yeah. This is what I want you to be looking at from a KPI perspective. Yeah. Checking in if everyone had a good weekend. Yeah. Being able to just being a person as being well. Being a yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but part of that is I have a routine now and mm-hmm. I've set that for myself. So it's those habits that you create as a manager. And also like things like for me, I set up a monthly one-on-one with my team. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't catch everything as a manager. You're a person, you've got your own problems, you've got your own shit to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's very normal. But if you have a catch-all at the end of mm-hmm. or at the start of each month to be able to go to your direct reports and say, hey, how are you going? What's going on? Yeah. What are you proud of in the last three months? Where do you think you could have done better? What's your area of focus for the next month? What do you want yeah. to get out of this, this job? Yeah. That makes people feel heard. It gives you the space and the time blocked out already to know that you're going to be able to sit with your team and talk about the things you need to talk about. And it gives you an actionable and a follow-up, which yeah. is what we know is really important. And helps you to grow them in their career as well. Like if you're touching base monthly, you can start really positioning them for growth within where they want to go. It's really hard when you're managing a team and growing a team. It's like, okay, well, you've got to start looking at those growth paths for your team and where they're going to go and what their next step looks like. And if you're not having these touch points, it's really hard because you're going to end up moving them to something that they're not really that into. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, that's really important. In saying that, this is what brings me to one of my tips is the importance of titles. So setting the right titles is so important. The example I gave earlier was when I was marketing manager, well, I didn't have the title general manager for a long time. So I was the marketing manager who was managing everybody else as a general manager. Now, I understand it can sound like it's not a big deal. And to be honest, I'm definitely not title proud at all. Like I don't really care for titles because I have come from that startup environment where it's not really that important. Now I am in a more corporate environment. So I understand why it's important. And I I really believe it's important for a startup as well, especially when you're hiring new people at scale because I had it where people would come in to the business and I would, you know, be accountable for their growth and that's what it all it comes down to it comes down to the fact that I was accountable I wasn't their boss but if they stuffed up or if they weren't meeting their KPIs 
it was my head on the line. It wasn't them. It was me. So it was more of an accountability thing. Mm. And they'd come in and all of a sudden their ops manager is accountable to the marketing manager. Well, that's confusing. Mm. And I can understand why that's confusing. So having important titles was a huge thing for me as a new manager, making sure that my title was meaningful and it related to my work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everyone's in a different size business that might be listening to this there'd be some people potentially that are you know in a more startup environment like what we Mm -hmm. have been versus like a larger environment I think where you can make a plan for yourself to be able to resolve this problem Mm -hmm. if you're having it is talk to your HR manager talk to your direct manager or if you're the person that's like running the show running the business or you know is like in touch with like the CEO daily if you're in a smaller setup have that conversation and be and explain the reasons why it's important. It's not a vanity thing. It's a no, clarity thing. Exactly right. It's not vanity. It's clarity. I couldn't agree with that more. I Googled it. That's how I came up with general manager. That was like my amazing way of coming up with titles was Google. Hello, this is what I do. What's yeah. the title for that? Because <laughs> I didn't know. You don't know. You don't know. We didn't have HR. We only recently got HR. Like you learn along the way. I still, people still say, what do you do as general manager? I'm like, wow. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> manage generally. <laughs> just just generally manage myself. Yeah. So look, I'd say that those are the biggest tips. As for resources, so one, us is the most amazing resource you can have as a new manager, naturally. Yeah. But outside of that, I'd like to share a resource that really helped me personally, which was EO, which is a company called the Entrepreneurs Organization. They have what's called a key executive program. And I did that for the first two, three years, Mm -hmm. just as we were really starting to see growth and as we were starting to really scale our teams. And I went from that you know, just myself and the director in the office to manage and grow people. And it's a lot of responsibility for, I was in my early twenties when this was all happening. So what the key exec program is, is it's a split into forums. So you meet up with your forum of other people in key roles, such as yourself, and you meet monthly to talk about, you know, any problems you're having, you can present on them. It's all based on something called gestalt, which is you can't actually give advice to anybody, which I think is really good because it's not all about who knows what and who knows more. It's talking from experience. So I think you will will catch me saying a lot in this podcast, in my experience, it's something that's kind of been taught to us through that program it's speaking from experience instead of saying I did this and this is what you should do it's well in my experience I did this and this is why it worked so that was really helpful they also do quarterly days on people strategy execution and cash and those are really in-depth research-based days where you sit down with everybody within the same Melbourne chapter of the Entrepreneurs' Organisation and that's where you go into more in-depth pillars of growth and that's in those four areas. So that was really helpful because that meant Mm. that I can't stress how little we had when I first started. We didn't even have meetings. Like I learned how to run a meeting through this because I didn't know, you know, how often you should meet, when you should meet, what meetings should consist of. Our meetings were chatting openly in an open office, you know, after a ping pong game. Like it really wasn't very professional in the way that we had done it. And the reason this was really important for us was because other people were dealing with the same thing. So you could all kind of sit around and share from it. And since doing that, we then put our head of operate, who is now our head of operations. She started in the same trajectory as I did, starting as customer service, and now she's head of operations. We put her through that key exec program as well, and she was able to grow through that and start building those pillars to grow the same thing that I did in the office for the warehouse. So in my experience, 
that resource was really helpful. And if you are somebody who is in a small to medium business, I guess you could call it, I'd say it's a really good resource. Yeah. And I think resources like obviously like not everyone will be able to to do that as a, as a leader as a manager i think it, from what you've told me tash it seemed invaluable as mm-hmm. an experience where you can sort of replicate that on a smaller scale mm-hmm. is through mentorship mm-hmm. and through coaching absolutely so, in my experience working at Hampers, i was fortunate enough to be able to have one-to-one coaching amazing lady named kat she really helped me set up rhythms and systems and know, I guess, have that person to be that soundboard outside of, you know, my internal team Mm -hmm. and my internal leadership team to talk about what was going on, to be able to have that person to be like, okay, cool, I'm really struggling with this or I need help getting started on this project or I need help motivating my team here, whatever that might be. Having that one-to-one coaching session, whether it's weekly, monthly, every six months, whatever suits you, I really recommend it. But also if you're not in the position yet, whether your company hasn't got the resources to invest in it or you don't have the capacity to be able to do that, reaching out to people within your network mm-hmm. to see who you can pick their brain from, who you can offer, who you can offer advice to, but who can help give you advice. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to do it. And even as recently as myself for the last six months, I was afraid to do it and I started doing it with some incredible results and some amazing people I've been able to speak to. You're right. It's not just about finding that mentor like I think mentorship's invaluable I couldn't agree with that more and it's like it's a hack to learn from somebody who's already done Absolutely. it they've already done it they've gone through it so being able to learn from them is amazing but I also love what you've said as well in the sense of it doesn't necessarily have to be that high in the sky person that you want to be because that can be really hard to find it can just be replicating that type of environment that I spoke to earlier but with people that are in the same industry as you. So in your space, it's, you know, speaking to other people, head of marketing in an e-commerce brand and starting those conversations and just like, hey, do you want to grab a coffee? What are you, what are you seeing at the moment? Like how are you going your database? How are yeah. you doing that? Because, uh, and we can only speak to our industry because this is what we're in, but e-commerce is so fast moving and you can learn so much from other just conversations and what people are seeing. And I think people in e-commerce are, are naturally quite, you know, passionate about what they do and they're they're always you know looking for innovation so to be able to kind of pick other people's brains I think is really really valuable yeah for sure I think being able to have that and also not being intimidated because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten people are going to be absolutely flooded that you've come to yeah, that's looking for their advice and I know it can be like quite confronting mm-hmm. to be able to be like okay cool I'm going to reach out to someone on LinkedIn that I don't know or whatever it might be don't be afraid it is actually a compliment that you're giving someone that you're willing to see what they've done as a career path and be like hey i want to learn from that person that's really cool if someone came to me and i have had someone recently i was just like flawed mm. i thought it was such a compliment that someone wanted to ask me for advice and yeah. you know it can happen to anyone so i think be open to it be open to chatting to other people if you have the resources to go to something like neo or have a one-to-one coach amazing and I guess the, the final bit of advice would be if you are struggling as a manager or if you're wanting to learn more as a manager, there is a plethora of information in forums, mm. in, you know, in different like YouTube channels, in podcasts that you can listen to, you can absorb. There's so much free information out there. Yep. Don't hold yourself back from a monetary perspective. If you are not able to invest like cash right now where your business that you're working for is not able to invest or if you're a startup you're not able to invest because you're putting every dime you have into into business or into marketing or into whatever it might be 
just know that free resources are pretty epic as well. And we're one. We're one. We can be free. <laughs> you can just inbox us. We'll give you all the free advice yeah, you need. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. If you have a question, we would be so open to that. If you're having an experience as a manager and you're looking for support or you're looking for some guidance, please, please DM us. We would absolutely love to be able to help you with it. Absolutely. And that brings us to the end of our second Wednesday whip. Whip. I will get used to it. You look, I'm the one who always has to say it. You say, you try. It's hard. Wednesday, we whip. Wednesday, we whip. Just say the whips. The whips. The, the whips. 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 Ooh. <laughs> Anyways, so thank you so much for listening. As we say, please, if you love us as much as we love doing this, can you please? Follow us on Instagram and rate and subscribe. Is that right? Absolutely. I am very stars. new to the podcast. Subscribe yeah. to wherever you get your podcast from and we will be able to show up more and more often. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.